Welcome to the Life Tree Community Church Podcast. These are recorded during our weekly services in Robbinsville, New Jersey. Our prayer is that these messages help you grow in your personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. All right. I invite you to turn uh, in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. That'll be page 879 in the soft cover Bibles that are in your seats right there. First uh, Corinthians chapter 15, page 879. As you're doing that, I can tell you a little story. This past week, I got a chance to return to my alma mater. Uh, I went to Valley Forge. Now, this was originally called Valley Forge Christian College when I went there. It was, uh, yeah, it was, whoo. All right. How many alums? Raise your hand if you're alums. Okay, we got one, two, three. Anybody? Larry. All right, Christine. All right, we got, we got this, we got several. I have several. All right. It's in, uh, Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, the booming metropolis of Phoenixville, if you don't know. I mean, ooh. It's, it's, yeah. Outside of King of Prussia, and, uh, it's now the University of Valley Forge, and they asked me to come speak in chapel. Um, they have chapel five days a week for their students, and so I got a chance to speak to the students, and it was a little, um, Surreal, I think is the word Pastor Dre used. It was, it was odd. So, Pastor Kevin came with me, Pastor Dre, we brought some of our kids, Anna came with me. It was a, it was a lot of fun. She did not attend there, but we did. And it was just, we walked through our old dorm, uh, you know, speaking in chapel is the same exact chairs that we had sat in 20 years ago, you know, like same ones, and you're just sitting there, you know, walking through the cafeteria, and it's like, oh, you know, some things change. Some things never change, you know, as you just go back. I don't know if you've ever gone back somewhere. It's just, it's, it's really interesting. I think the thing that I realized most of all was how much I had changed, you know, because as you're walking through a campus, it was amazing. 20 years ago, I had very different emotions and feelings walking through that campus. And as I talked to some of the students and, you know, they, they, they'd share things, just remembering back to just the, the anxiousness of like, what am I going to do with my life? And how is this going to turn out? And who am I going to marry? And how is that all going to work out? And, you know, you have all of these, like, just things in front of you. And coming back, you know, now, like, I'm not the same person I was, thankfully, 20 years ago. Um, it's just, it was, it was surreal, like I said. Change is a funny thing. Um, sometimes we hate it. Sometimes we resist it. Sometimes we fear it. Sometimes we fight it. So here's my question. What would we do without change? What if you never changed? Like, what if we could freeze time right now? So what if from this moment forward, hypothetically, let's go there, what if you never changed? From this point forward, you never aged anymore. You never changed weight. You never gained another pound. You never forgot anything. So everything you know now, you know, right? What if nothing changed? Does that sound good? What if you never learned another thing, never got any smarter, you never gained another dollar, you never got any healthier, so where you are now is where you are? What if your kids never grew any older, never left the house? (laughs) What What if you never grew closer to anyone? The relationships that you have now, that's where they stay. Never get closer ever again. You never experience anything new ever again. What if the world never got any more kind or we never found any new cures? We never learned from our mistakes. Nobody ever changed their mind again. Everything just stayed the same from this point forward. No growth. 
Would you like that? You know, so there's this interesting thing about change, because so often we resist it, and we also so desperately need it and want it. It's funny, right? It's ironic. And I think the reason is this. It's that the possibility of change offers us hope. Just the mere presence of change offers hope. That things won't stay the same. Oh, to know that nothing would ever change. Oh, man, it hits you. Listen, we're far from perfect. But hope of change, that growth, that's what keeps us trying. It's what keeps us moving. It's what keeps us going. If we had no hope, let me ask you, what would be the point? If nothing would ever change, why would we, what would be the purpose of our existence? See, change is absolutely everything about life. Hope in a better tomorrow is a powerful force in our lives. It pulls us through the muck and the mire of today because we know that tomorrow might be different. Right? If nothing changed, oh man, I'd probably quit. And I'm going to guess you would too. Right? It calls us when we're tired of failing. That's hope. Keep trying. And so today I'm concluding our series on heaven by asking, you know, what is hope of heaven What is that change of heaven? What does that look like? In Revelation 21, it'll be on the screen, I think, but you don't have to, you don't have to read it in your, in your Bibles there, because I'll read it for you. It says this, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared, and the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride, beautifully dressed, for her husband, and I heard a loud shout from this throne saying, Look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. And there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. You hear the changes of heaven, right? And verse 5, And the one sitting on the throne said, Look, my favorite verse in all the scriptures, I think I am making everything new. And he said to me, write this down for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. See, our hope is this. In heaven, in heaven, everything will be new. New. See, we like new things. I love new things. I love new shoes. Confession. I love new shoes. I could buy a new pair of shoes every single day. Sneakers. Really, just sneakers, boots, doesn't matter. Shoes, flip-flops, slip-ons, doesn't. I don't care. Sandals. I'm just, I just like shoes. I'm just going to buy more shoes and I can't ever have enough. All right, it's an addiction. It's a problem. I understand. I like shoes. I don't know what to tell you. Um, you all like new things, right? New car smell. It's a thing. They package it and they sell it because we like the way new things even smell. We like new houses, new cars, new furniture, new paint, new purses, new PJs, right? You don't need, you just, we like new things. We like a fresh pot of coffee. Yeah, thank you, Kevin. We like fresh cut fruit and new phones. And my iPhone is good, but the new iPhone X is going to be great. We love new. And here's the best part. When we get to heaven, all things new. We get new bodies in heaven. Come on. Come on. How many are in for that? Right? Yes. New bodies in heaven. All right. And here I'm going to read from 2 Corinthians. Here's where we go. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 says this, for we know that this earthly tent we live in, 
is taken down. When this tent is taken down, that is when we die and leave this earthly body, we're going to have a house in heaven, an eternal body made for us by God himself and not by human hands. We grow weary in our present bodies and we long to put on our heavenly bodies like new clothing. For we will put on heavenly bodies. We will not be spirits without bodies. Kind of weird, just kind of floating around mystical. No, I love it. I love it. No, come on. We're not going to be just, you know, no bodies. We're going to have bodies. For we will put on heavenly bodies. While we live in these earthly bodies, we groan and we sigh. And it's not that we want to die and get rid of these bodies that clothe us. Rather, we want to put on new bodies so that these dying bodies will be swallowed up by life. Do you ever get curious what that new body is going to look like? Because I do. I'm like, okay, what's my new body in heaven going to look like, right? Like, remember Ethan, when he was, my son, when he was younger, my, my grandfather died. And uh, he was, a, he was a, a, a much younger, and I was maybe about eight or nine years ago, and he said, you know, Dad, is Pop-Pop a kid again? I was like, you know, thinking about that. Like, my, my old grandfather, now he's in heaven. Is he a kid again? Like, how awesome is that? Like, I don't know, but just that image of, like, my grandfather as a little kid running around, I was like, I hope so, buddy. That's just so cool. Like, I don't know, but that would be awesome. That would be amazing. So, I mean, what does me, but just perfect and heavenly, look like? I mean, really, how much more heavenly can this body get, right? I mean, come on. Well, Paul tells us, fortunately, he answers the question, and this is where you can read along. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 35, if you're there in your Bibles. 15 verse 35 says, but someone may ask, how will the dead be raised? What kind of bodies are they going to have? What am I going to look like? And Paul says, come on, what a foolish question. When you put a seed into the ground, it doesn't grow into a plant unless it dies first. And what you put in the ground is not the plant that will grow. Anybody bury plants and hope that a plant will grow? No, you bury the seed, right? But only a bare seed of wheat or whatever you are planting. Then God gives it the new body he wants it to have. A different plant grows from each kind of seed. I had a revelation. My body is just a seed. I look like a seed to God. That's all. I'm just, he's going to plant me in the ground. When you get buried, you get planted like a seed. Throw dirt over you. All right, where was uh, Phyllis isn't here? Celeste and Crystal's mom used to always say, when you, when you die, they dig a hole, throw you in, put dirt on you, and go eat potato salad. That's all that happens. You die to dig a hole, throw you in, put dirt on you, and go eat potato salad. Am I lying? That's what she says, right? Every time. That's what she says. That's, listen, you're a seed. Look at your body and say, this is a seed. Does seeds look anything like the plants? How much better are the plants? How much better are the trees? The fruit, everything that grows out of that. This body can't compare to what's going to be. You want to talk about transformation. From this tiny little thing can grow a tree that can live for eternity. So if we're just seeds, what will we look like when we get to heaven? Oh, man. So next time you see somebody like admiring themselves in a mirror at the gym, you know, they're like you know, pulling up their sleeve and checking themselves out or like, you know, doing their workout or, you know, if they're taking a selfie, just think about the fact that they're just admiring a seed. They like a new hashtag. Just a seed, just a seed, you know, check out the body, just a seed, right? This thing has to die before it can become something. It's going to be completely different. And Paul continues and tells us a little bit more. So we're going to skip down to verse 43. And he says this, he says, our bodies are buried in brokenness. 
but they will be raised in glory. They are buried in weakness, but they will be raised in strength. They are buried as natural human bodies, but they will be raised as spiritual bodies. For just as there are natural bodies, there are also spiritual bodies. See, what we have now, we got three words there. We're broken, we're weak, and we're just natural. We're just, we're just, that's it. It's just going to degrade, right? That's it. Like, bodies get older, start having the back aches, right? The, oh man, you know, I didn't recognize that wrinkle, the grays are coming in, you know, everything just, these bodies are broken, they're weak, and they're natural. And here's the thing, who we are or who we will be is often obscured by what we look like in these bodies. This outside kind of hides what's on the inside. And our true self is often unseen by others. But what we're going to have is we're going to have glorious, strong, and spiritual bodies where everybody knows us completely for who we are. And Paul says we're going to be as different here to there as the difference between Adam and Jesus. He says this in verse 45. says, the scriptures tells us the first man, Adam, became a living person. But the last Adam, that is Christ, is a life-giving spirit. See, we're a person, but we're going to be spirit. And what comes first is the natural body, and then the spiritual body comes later. Adam, the first man, was made from the dust of the earth with Christ. The second man came from heaven. Earthly people are like earthly man, and heavenly people are like the heavenly man. Just as we are now like the earthly man, we will someday be like the heavenly man. See, we're the stuff of dust and dirt right now. We're seeds that are surrounded by dust and dirt. And someday we're going to be the stuff of heaven. Oh, come on. Come on. That's good news. That is really, really good news. And Paul finishes up and he says this. What I'm saying, dear brothers and sisters, is that our physical bodies cannot inherit the kingdom of God. These dying bodies cannot inherit what will last forever. But let me reveal a wonderful secret. We will not all die, but we will all be transformed. It will happen in a moment, in the blink of an eye. When the last trumpet is blown. For when the trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised to live forever. And all who are living will also be transformed. For our dying bodies must be transformed from seed to something completely different. Into bodies that will never die. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies. We're going to be immortal. Come on. That's like, that's pretty cool. Then our dying bodies... When our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, the scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory, O death. Where is your victory, O death? Where is your sting? For sin is the sting that results in death, and the law gives sin its power. But thank God, he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. See, God is the great transformer. He will change us from what we are into what we could be. See, this body, my body is so busted that it can't handle the truth of heaven. It just can't. Can't inherit it. Can't get there. It'll just explode and be just disgusting. Nobody wants to see that. It can't do it. But my new body is going to be A-OK. God is so good that what we are is not what we will be. So here come the two words. So what? <laughs> It's all well and good that in heaven we're going to have new bodies. But let me tell you, right now i got some arthritis. Um, I get tired. I get sick. I know far too many people with cancer. 
I know more people that have bodies that are broken, that don't work well, that hide how awesome they really are on the inside, and we, most people can't see it because of their bodies. I know people that are judged and overlooked because of their bodies. There are people who are all around us whose bodies are a constant source of pain, of hurt, of fear, of frustration. And nobody can here can see how awesome my heavenly body is going to be. Like, it doesn't do any good. Tell people someday I'm going to have a transformed body. Great. Right now you look like a puny little weasel. Like, okay, I don't really care. So what difference does it make and what good does it do us? This entire series we've reflected on the realities of heaven. We said that heaven is home. And that heaven we're going to be resting in peace forever. Like really, true rest. No more striving. True peace. Heaven's going to be worshipful. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a joy-filled reunion. People, we talked last week, people we cannot wait to see again. That moment we get there, we're going to go, oh, I'm here. I made it. And then we're going to start looking around for people. Heaven is going to be a joy-filled reunion. We've acknowledged that there are moments, though, when heaven breaks through to earth. This is what I want to talk about today. There are moments when God even does that with our bodies. There are moments where God just releases a little bit of heaven into earth to remind us, to let us know how good he is. We call that healing. There's moments that healing just happens, which is not natural. It's not normal. These bodies are broken. They're failing. But there are moments where heaven meets earth. And God says, the renewing work that I'm going to do in your body, I'm just going to give you a little taste. And people get healed. We believe in a God who still heals. I don't know why he always doesn't always do it. Sometimes he does. Sometimes he doesn't. I don't understand that. I don't pretend to. But I know that he does. He tells us to ask for it. And so I do. And there are those moments where heaven breaks through and healing comes. And we go, wow. If that's what God can do here on earth, I can't wait to get there. I lost my place. There we go. We've learned that God has given us the privilege sometimes of opening the door and letting heaven invade earth. The reality is we're going to have to wait until we get to heaven for God to make all things new. He's not going to do that here and now. Things get old here. But someday, God is going to make everything about us new, our outsides new. But he has already begun to make our insides new. See, that's the thing. When in heaven, everything's going to be new. But right now, God has already started to make some things new. And that's the evidence of what heaven is here on earth. He's not waiting for heaven to make us new. So here's the so what. We need to let people see the new in us. We need to let people see the new things God is doing in us. Let me tell you today, I don't know where everybody comes from. I don't know what your week's been like, but I'm going to guess that everybody in here needs God to do something new in you. That you want to change, that you need hope, that something has to happen for you. And you say, God, I need you to do something new in me. The greatest personal evidence of God in our lives is the transformation that happens when God does something new. It may not be dramatic, but it will be clear to you. I was that, 
and now I'm this. Where'd you get that peace from? I don't know. It's new. It just showed up. Something new in my life. Hey, you're being a lot kinder. Where'd that come from? That's something new I tried on. You're being made new. And sometimes the challenge is this. That when God gives us new life on the inside, He does it in the middle, smack in the middle of all our old life. (laughs) So there's something new going on while we're surrounded by everything old. The same people around us, the same old situations. Everything around us is the same old, same old. But there's stuff inside us that's brand new and there's tension there. Because everybody expects you to be the same old. But something's different. They don't understand that. It's not your job to convince people that the change in you is real. You just need to keep letting God make you new. You know what happens to new things? They get old. So what God did for you in the past, it was awesome then. But here's the thing about God. He's a renewer. <laughs> a renewer. There you go. He makes you new again and again. And again, it says his mercy is new every morning. See, God is a God who doesn't just make us and fix us up. And the first time we meet him, it was great. And then he's done. See, because he makes me today newer than I was yesterday. And hopefully he's going to make me newer tomorrow than I am today. And it may not be in my muscles and in my bones, but it will be in my soul. Since God renews me constantly, I need to display that newness. Say, God, you're doing something new to me. I need you to continue to do something new in me. I want others to see the new life in me. They need to see change in me. And listen, I am far from perfect. Can I get an amen? All right, don't. Not too loud, right? All right, not too loud. But I need to look more like Jesus today than I did yesterday. And I'll never get to the point on this side of eternity where I need to stop growing. We need to live lives that reveal the new thing God is doing in us. Let me tell you, let me ask you, here's the question. Is God doing something new in you? Are you going on yesterday? Ten years ago, five years ago. Because a relationship with God is every day. He makes us new. And He changes us. And He wakes us up to things. He changes our mind and our opinion and our perspective. And we learn and we grow. We need to be new. And here's why we need to be made new every single day. It's because of all the ways that God can bring heaven to earth. To display heaven to earth, you are the best glimpse of heaven that anyone will ever see. You. Nothing will give a better picture of the new life of heaven like new life in you. Because you are just like everybody else. And if God can change you, then he can change them. See, the change people see in you is a taste of the change we're going to hope for in heaven. I am not all new right now. But I am no longer all old. I am being made new. I'm going to close 
with a real practical picture of what the new life looks like. I'm going to invite the Claire to come back up. Colossians chapter 3 says this. It says, since you have been raised, think about this, just listen. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, since that's your new reality, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Pastor Dre said it earlier, lift your eyes. Set your sights on heaven. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. So here we go. You ready for this? Here's, here's what new life living looks like. A couple things. First, he says this. So put to death the sinful, earthly, old things lurking within you. Put to death that old way. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, with impurity, with lust and evil desires. Don't be greedy. That's old living. For, an old, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world. That was your old life. But now is the time. Not tomorrow. Not in a week from now. Not when I get around to it. But right now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Let me tell you, stop being old you. You can do this. When heaven breaks through to us, we, can, we can't keep doing the same old. We need to throw off everything old. We need to do it now. Let me tell you, this is not something we need to wait for God to help us with. You can do it. He has given you everything you need to stop living. Ways that you know are just old and so the world doesn't need any more angry people. Doesn't need any more greedy people. Doesn't need any more hateful, evil, liars, selfish world doesn't need that because that's as old as dirt doesn't help anybody so here's what you can do you take off those old dirty clothes and guess what you get to put on some new clothes today give you permission to go shopping soul shopping put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him in this new life it doesn't matter who you are. If you're Jew or Gentile, circumcised, uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free, male, female, old, young, rich, poor. It doesn't matter. Christ is all that matters. And He lives in all of us. So since God chose you to be the holy people He loves, here's what you need to buy for yourself. Here's the new clothes you need to put on. Clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercy. Mercy is very simple. It's not giving people what they deserve. That's mercy. They deserve this, but I'm going to relent. It's called mercy. I'm going to give people kindness that they don't deserve. I'm going to display humility. I'm not going to think about myself being better than others. 
I'm not going to think of myself less. I'm just going to recognize that God made us all equal. I'm going to clothe myself with gentleness. Again, it's a hard one for Jersey people. Gentle. Oh, I don't want to be gentle. I just tell it like it is. I've, I'm terrible at that. I need God to make me new. I've got a lot of old harshness in me and I need some, some new gentleness. Patience. I don't even have to talk about that one. You already know. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves. Here it is, the big one, with love. Which binds us all together in perfect harmony and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. I'm going to stop there. Just new life looks like God in you. It's no longer I, but Christ who lives in me. Ooh, that's new. What's that? Looks great on you. Is that new? Oh, this. Yeah, it's called mercy, kindness. I got it from my dad. We need to live renewed every day. You were the best glimpse of heaven anyone is ever going to see. And if we'll do that, listen, if we will display the new things that God is doing in us, we bring heaven with us wherever we go. People all over the world will see heaven. Heaven is going to show up in your school, in your home, in your office. It's going to show up in ShopRite. It's going to show up on the train because it's in you. God has planted heaven all over this earth and it's in you. Because he's doing a new thing in you. Let me tell you, let heaven loose all over the place. Our world is so hopeless right now. Anybody think the world's getting better? You happy with the way things are going? Could it be renewed? Could it stand a touch of some change? Oliver Wendell Holmes said this, A mind stretched by a new idea never returns to its original shape. Once your mind's been expanded, you can't unlearn that. When people see heaven, they will never be able to unsee it. When you display that God has done something new in me, they may choose to just walk away, but they will never forget the fact that there is a God who does new things. Heaven always produces transformation. We may not see it, but it changes people. So in this year of wonder, my prayer is that you would allow God to transform you in ways that will fill others with wonder, which will lead them to Him. I tell you, heaven's going to be amazing. It's beyond words. God, we pray. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we pray. Lord, that you would do something new in us today. God, we need you to do a new thing. One, because we need you to do a new thing. But two, we want other people to know that our God is a God who does new things. And Lord, I'm grateful that one day 
you will make all things new. Lord, and when you make something new, it is perfect. We'll never need to be changed again. You do it right. So God, we welcome you to start something new in us today. If you're here today, I don't know as we pray. You say, you know, I just, I need God to do a new thing in me. Feeling really old today. I just need God to plant a seed of something new in me. Would you just raise your hand and say, God, do something new in me. Wherever you are, just say, raise your hand. God, you see us today with our hands. God, we ask you, do something new in us. In this moment, would you plant something new in us? Would you transform us? In some way, God, would you be here? Do what only you can do. Lord, give us the strength and the courage to throw off old ways of living. And perhaps you're here today. And you say, you know what, I've got old life in me and I need to throw it off. Right now, where you are, would you just say, God, help me right now to stop living my old life. Help me to stop that old way. God, it's, it's not helping anybody. God, we invite you to clean us up. Give us a new wardrobe today. Lord, help people to see on the outside what you're doing on the inside. Give us the strength we need to live a life like that. God, we thank you today for what you're doing. And I pray that you would constantly renew us. And perhaps that's you today. As you're here, you say, you know what, I'm, God's made me new over and over and over again, but it's been a little while and I just need him to renew me. If that's you, would you just say, God, where I am right now, you see me, would you renew me? Make me new again. I've been doing this for a long time, God, and I just need you to renew me today. God, we welcome you to do something new in us. Change us. Don't leave us as we are. Make us who we could be. Thank you. You are good. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you were encouraged by this message. For more information about Life Tree, please check us out online at lifetreecc.com.